All right. Today we got a brand new episode with uh, a beloved artist from Philadelphia and a long, a long friend of mine, old friend, uh, Kevin Brusha. Um, Kevin's been doing their thing for as far as I know. They've been in many bands, and it's a pleasure and an honor to have them on this. And you know, they're they're gonna spit some wisdom to you, or some hate, or maybe uh, some things that you probably didn't think that they'd be saying. And uh, Kevin, would you like to say a hello to the the lovely audience? Hello and welcome, everybody. Um... Yeah, I'm ready to advise. I'm ready to give it to you, you know. And if you don't like it, hit pause and go put on something else. Thanks. Love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't like what you're listening to, uh, play the uh, Joe Rogan podcast where, where <laughs> yeah, you listen go, to ads about yeah. monkeys and yeah. bells. Go listen to Joe if you don't like me. Yeah, go listen to Joe. Um, Kevin, um, it's an, it's an honor to have you. I said this before. It's a, really an honor to have you. You know, can I wear my sunglasses? Inside? Go ahead. I'm, I'll wear mine. Just... It's a pleasure to be here, honestly, and I feel a lot better with them on. Here we go. And now we're both wearing sunglasses. Yeah, I feel like the Velvet Underground with my sunglasses inside. Yeah, I kind of just feel cool just because you're wearing them with me. I'm so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin, um, hit me. You know, uh, yeah, I know you've listened to an uh, uh, an episode or two. Uh, you kind of have an idea of what this is like. You know, I ask you some questions and you answer them. And I like to say this to all my guests, but uh, if, if there's any questions that you don't want to answer, you know, just let me know and we can move on. I appreciate that. I'm ready to go. I'm going to crack another beer. We're allowed to tell the audience that, right? Yeah, dude, I'm drunk in all these. <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah. No, we're having a good time. Yeah. That's what I like about stuff like this is we're just hanging out. You that's know? right. And we can give hanging out to other people and they might like it. Yeah, I, I kind of wish we started the podcast an hour ago because we, we had some good conversations before this. Yeah, I'm always talking. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the first question I want to ask you, um, I want to know what were memorable songs or albums that changed music for you growing up oh wow um, or even or even could be late lately but especially i want to know like growing up sure well i'll this might be a two-part thing i'm going to talk about a couple of the first records i picked up as a kid that blew my mind and then i'll talk about something else but we were actually give just it to talking. us Papa. give it to us we were just talking about hank williams one of the first records i got was um uh hank williams comp and he just blew my mind, especially his voice. Um, and I just, I've always wanted to sing like Hank Williams, like real deep from your fucking diaphragm and just giving people, giving it to him. Yeah. I think Hank's the shit. They're real sad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think songs should be sad. I mean, there should be happy ones, but I don't know. Some He's got something to say, you know? Yeah. I, I think he kind of, Hank Williams, um, kind of revolutionized music a little bit like he kind of did a little bit of rock and roll and and he, and, I, and i kind of think he's like the godfather of country yeah he you know? did a little bit of everything you know he's 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 doing a lot there so that's one of them for me another one of the first records i ever got was actually a lead belly 78 which blew my mind i have always loved lead belly i think he's my favorite blues artist but once again, just like his raunchy fucking voice and his songs are so sad and great. And he's yeah. just giving people, he's giving it to them, uh, which I, I like to think as an artist, I just give it to people. 
Right, because like those are artists that are like spewing out raw emotions, and like especially when you're younger, like throughout your time as being like a young individual, you're not really going through too much hardship just yet. You know, you're especially in childhood, you're like kind of being sheltered from that. Well, most people, but my childhood was real fucked up. So yeah. when I got a hold of those records, I like it made sense to me. Right. You know, like by the by the time I was like ten, I was like just a fucked up individual mentally. So for me, that was like an escape. I was like, this makes sense. Like this is what music should be for me. This works for me. Like those kind of songwriters just giving it their all. And you were listening to them back when you were ten. Not when I was ten. But okay. when I was like I guess I started buying records when I was like 16, 17. Right. So I was just getting my hands on all kinds of stuff. Like I remember like when I got like the first Velvet Underground record on vinyl when I was like 18. It like really blew my mind that a band could be that abrasive and, you know, just giving people, giving it all, you know, I don't know. I don't like to hold back when I'm writing songs or when I'm performing. Right. Because I just, you know, it's what I do. I like it. I yeah. like giving people <laughs> what, I, what I experience. Right. I mean, I remember uh, when I first started going to house shows back when I was 20. And, and again, I will uh, reiterate to uh, the fellow audience, I am 27 now. So I've known 29. Kevin for a very long time very now. Long time. And uh, yeah, when I was first going to house shows when I was 20 and I was, you know, just popping my cherry of the house show kind of whole scene. Kevin was there to fucking guide me and pull my cock somewhere to the, yep. the right direction. <laughs> yeah, I'm not pulling pulling punches when it comes to my art and music. And the for the the end of this question, when I was 15, oh, this, this doesn't have to be now. You can keep going, Papa. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have. <laughs> whoa. Um, when I was 15. Um, my cousin Michael, who has recently passed, uh, he gave me a CD. Like, I was over there. He taught me how to, like, change my guitar strings, and we just hung out like older cousins do. And he just gave me a CD, and he was just like, hey, like, this is my 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 band's record. Like, we just finished it up, whatever. And I took it home, and it was Chamomile, A Wound with a View, and it completely blew my fucking mind. I had never heard anything like that at all in my entire life. And um, if you haven't checked it out or if you never heard of it, Chamomile's A Wound with a View is by far, I mean, that's if you want to know me as an artist, that record is what I've always tried to be. Can you find that on like Spotify or no? YouTube? You're gonna have to text me, and I will, <laughs> and I will give it to you. All right. So you heard that here. My uh, phone number first. is two one five four seven five oh seven nine two. Text me and say I want the chamomile record. I will text you a link to it. It is insane. The songwriting is massive. So we're number dropping. Uh, maybe I'll put your phone number into the put description. My, put <laughs> the my description phone number in the, the show notes. I don't care. Text me. I will yeah. send you the Camille record. Because um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, your cousin, uh, I don't, I've never met them, I don't I don't think. Um, maybe at a may, show. Maybe at a Who show, knows? maybe. But, um, shit. Um, I've heard a uh, couple songs, a few songs, and 
I remember the first time I listened to them, I was like, I was like, wow, like, who is this? Like, this is like, this sounds like it comes from like, like an, uh, an artist who's already famous. Yeah. You know? It, and and that kind of blew me away that it was them. Not, you know, not to throw any shade, no, but it's no, like, it's like I, wow, like, they're... Like, how does not, yeah. how does not everyone know about this? It's like, like, there's just some people that should be recognized, and, and I think everyone truly does have their time when it comes to being recognized as an artist, and, um, you know, I would hope that in the future that they, they do, because they do have good songs from yeah. what I've heard. And, and, uh, and for me being, like, 15, it just blew my mind, like... I went from like taking bass lessons, learning like Beatles and Led Zeppelin songs to immediately just learning all of those songs. You mm. know what I mean? I was like, I don't want to learn classic rock anymore. I want to write yeah. my own songs because this is insane. And it's it's really tasteful music. It's really, it is some of the most artistic songs I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. That's crazy that, uh, when when did you start writing your own music? Like how old were you? Well, I was like 15 after I got that Kim Hill record. Okay. I was like, fuck Led Zeppelin. I don't ever want to listen to Led Zeppelin anymore. Oh, <laughs> and man. I was like, I was 15 years old. I was done with it. It's crazy. I, I didn't start writing songs until I was like 19 or maybe 18. Well, so for me, I was a late bloomer for songwriting. Well, I just, I was exposed to so much. Not because, that it's a competition or anything. No, it's not because everyone has their, their thing. I just happened to be exposed to like what was hip happening in Philadelphia very early on in that my life. and even songwriters like yeah. if i was i think growing up when i was 15 um i was only exposed to one songwriter and that was in my high school and i think i took that for granted yeah i was like i was like oh. i was like this person's writing songs i was like Puh. I yeah. was like, I was like, well, I don't want to listen to that because I could be listening to, yeah. you know, Rubber Soul. <laughs> yeah, good luck, yeah. Paul Simon. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I kind of, kind of wish I, you know, took that in a little bit and started writing songs earlier. Who knows what could have happened? Yeah. But it's this, right. you're doing it now. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> yep. A lot of it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Most music does, but I'm, I don't think yours does. You know. Sorry. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, what were some other, um, albums and, or songs that, you know, um, just oh. like even like random genres that maybe like kind of changed the way you approached music? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I'll keep going on this path of like, after I got my cousin's chamomile record, I started diving real heavy into faux fetus which was a collective based in Philadelphia at the time that I was like in high school. And there was so much good stuff on there. Like Black Puss was on there. So it opened my eyes to like Lightning Bolt. The OCs were on there, which blew my mind. A lot of Brian Reichert projects. And like everyone now knows Nixie Nix. And that's awesome. Like Nixie Nix is great. Brian Reichert is hands down my favorite songwriter alive yeah i didn't know them until after the after covid yeah well when i was in high school i was like hip to fun tunnel and attack rabbit and happy bear kaboom and like space sluts and all these crazy projects he was in and it was all just like fantastic i mean brian is just a wizard when it comes to making a song no one does it like him and so i was just like blown away by a lot of that stuff 
you know, and also through Michael being in a god, like I was real hip to Pile early on. I was real hip to Fat History Month. You know, like I met so many of those exploding in sound bands so early in my life. This is a, this is a stu- stupid question on my no, behalf. Stupid question. But is Fat History Month the same as Bad History Month? It's the same guy. Sean. Okay. Yeah, and so I like, saw that, and I was like. I saw both of those names on... Yeah. And I was like, is it a coincidence that no, they... <laughs> it's the same thing. Okay. So, like, I mean, I was, like... The first time I was at a house show, I was, like, 16 at a couple blocks down at, like, 52nd in Baltimore at Danger Danger Gallery. And, yeah, I was in high school. Like, my mom dropped me off. And it, the bill was the Comrade, which is now on the water, Fat History Month, Pile, and a God, like... I, that's what I was doing when I was in high school. So I got my mind blown real early to yeah. some real hip shit. When I was in high school, I was uh, jerking off, yeah. playing Eddie Van Halen guitar solos. Yeah, rip them. Yeah, and playing Halo. <laughs> that's good stuff, though. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't have had it any other way. <laughs> I was doing similar things in my spare time, you know? <laughs> Except I had a girlfriend, and I don't I don't know what video games I was playing, but they were probably fun. Probably a uh, sneaking, yeah. Burger King. Oh no, I wasn't. I wish I was. Okay. Never been good at video games. I've always liked watching other people play them, though. I just grew up with video games. They're fun. Yeah. What a sweet release. Yeah, like uh, growing up, um, that was kind of my thing. Like I kind of grew up with the Super Nintendo. Oh, sweet! Yeah. So, uh, my dad always worked long hours. My mom just didn't give a fuck about me. So <laughs> I kind of just played video games all day. Yeah. I had a Super Nintendo. I had a 64 um, when I was, like, young, young. It was fun. I played Zelda all the time. Zelda's great. Yup. You got a... You have a second question? I got numerous questions. Sorry, I was Damn. just fixing my wire. It, just, <laughs> it was giving all these little weird noises. Um... Just studio that I can stuff. fix, like post the sounds yeah. of the studio. But I just want to fix it now if I can. But um, <laughs> yeah, I want to know um, uh, what was the um first instrument that you learned how to play? So, when I was in, might have even been junior high. Like it might have been ninth or tenth grade. Um, we, me and my friend, wanted to start a band. And he had a drum set, but no drummers. So I was like, well, I'll just learn drums. And um, my dad is a really good drummer. So I just kind of picked it up naturally. But then we found a drummer, but didn't have a bass player. So then I found my grandfather's bass and learned bass. And then like we had a bass player, but didn't have a rhythm guitar. So then I learned rhythm guitar. So right off the bat, I was kind of all over the place. Just jumping around. Yeah, I was like, whatever the band needs, that's what I'll do, you know? I mean, that's the true musician right there. Yeah, I was not afraid of anything back then. I was just like, I can do anything. What are you afraid of now? Everything. <laughs> all the time. Oh, come on. Money. Money is the, what I'm most scared of. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah, we were talking about money earlier. <laughs> yeah, that shit is fucking... They'll just change the price of it later, you know? It doesn't even fucking matter. Like, you're just going to struggle all forever. Everything should just be free. It should just cost less than or it does now. Or at least most now. things should. Most things that cost things should be free. Yeah. Yeah. Like parking? You're going to charge me for parking? Have you considered sucking my fucking dick? What the fuck is charging me for parking? I've never even 
consider that, but that does sound... Yeah, it's like, why aren't we telling people that? Like, I just want to park my car. I've already paid for the privilege of having a car, and now I need to pay to park it? And you gotta get oil changes and yeah, maintenances. And, and gas. I might as well bend over and, and let them your taxes, me. Your taxes, oh, are, your taxes are going on fixing the streets, so it's like, now you gotta pay yeah, to be on the streets. the streets. You ever drive on these streets? God damn. Yeah, even even the nice streets. <laughs> even the nice streets are all <laughs> fucked up, Yeah, man. even the nice streets are all fucked Yo. up. Yo! But what was, what was the first instrument and you were like, okay, I'm gonna stick to this. Well, it was so I was taking bass lessons. My grandparents forced me. I was living with them at the time. They forced me to get How bass lessons. Oh, uh, that's a really good question. I think I was 16. Um and they said if you're going to play bass, you know, you got to take lessons. You got to practice your scales. You got to do this and that. And I was not doing that. I just didn't well, want to do cool. that. That's pretty cool. It wasn't though cuz I have always been against authority my entire life. As soon as someone tells me to do something, I want to do it my way. I yeah. I like experimenting. Like Frank I like Sinatra a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, do it, I, do it your way. I don't mind. Take the byway if you need to. Yes. Take the um, byway. I just found out what a byway was. Life is a byway. You I know didn't what know what it about? was for the longest time. Yo, I was like, what is a byway? Sweet. I thought that was like a swamp or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out it's like the fucking road less traveled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what well, kind of is a swamp? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But um, I had to Google search that one because I listened. <laughs> I listened to that song like a lot for a while, and I was like, "What Life is a byway? Is a byway. Yeah. Um, I wish I ACDC wrote song. a song about that. Yeah. Cons- I'm on the byway to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was taking bass lessons. I didn't like it. So they told me that I, you know, they were gonna cancel them, and I said that's fine. And that was around the same time that my cousin gave me that cameo record, and I. I said, all I want for my birthday, because they asked me, what do you want? I want an acoustic guitar. And so I got one and immediately started learning Camille songs, learning my own songs. Like I started writing songs. I had nothing to do with learning classic rock anymore. I was through with it. By the time I was 16, I was over that shit. I was like, that's what the kids do. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like when you're a kid, you know, the first song you if you you know it's like Smoke on the Water. Yeah, like that Iron White Man. Stripes song, Iron Man. You know, White Stripes. Yeah. yeah. And by the time I was 16, I was already sick of the kids around me because I did not want to do that. I wanted to explore what music could be. I wanted to change what songs could be. I wanted to take on the world. And nobody told me what's what a lonely process that would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I did it. I did my darndest. I did my damnedest. I mean, I I just didn't want to be like anyone else. I wanted to be myself. That's good. It's always it's always better to be just someone coming in. Someone's, someone's coming in. Someone's but I've thought in. about this. What you're about to say. And when I breed and have kids, I will never let my children be themselves because that is such a lonely place i will tell them to conform everywhere you can do whatever you can do to be accepted because you will be so lonely and ostracized if you are yourself well let me ask you how how did you know i was gonna say that um social cues social cues that's right i'm in the room i get it (laughs) Um, (laughs) i'm 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 a i'm a divert from any musical questions for uh Maybe the next question or two, but I want to know. Yeah, um, what else? Have you ever uh, witnessed or been in a food food fight? Yes. Um, 
Absolutely, in high school. Let me hear about it, Papa. So I'll tell you about the seniors before me. I'll tell you about their prank because it was great. But then I'll tell you about my senior prank. The seniors above us, very smart, intelligent people, unlike my... You think they're doctors or dentists now? Oh, yeah. If not, they're screwing lawyers. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing well. So they devised this plan to release two chickens in the school. One painted the number one on it, and the second chicken painted the number three on it. So while everyone's looking to get, you know, chicken two or four, they never found them. And so it was just such a mad dash to try to find chicken two because obviously, all right, there's not a chicken four. There's one and three. Where's chicken two? We have no clue where it is. Yeah, chicken two is, you know, all the way in Toledo. It's in your fucking brain, moron. Yeah. Like, y'all got pranked. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got pranked. Yeah, and chicken, chicken four is in fucking Easter Island. Yeah, right? So that was great, and I loved it. It was so smart. But my class was rowdy as shit. We had, like, the record for, like, most suspension days out of a class in, like, forever. So what we did was just had a like a food <laughs> fight for a week straight. Jesus, <laughs> we destroyed that school. It was just mayhem. Like they could not contain us. Like in the cafeteria, where you just uh, as soon oh. as lunch started, everyone just walked around. Pretty and threw much food in the hallways. Well, maybe? people would take trash cans too and just throw them down the hall, and there would just be trash everywhere. Like we just trashed the school for a week. Because we were insane kids. Where did you go to school? Azkaban? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. It was Abington High School. But we were fucked up that year. I don't think any, any like, we... There was something in the drinking water that year. Yeah. Yeah, there was something going on where we were especially heinous. Yeah. And, uh... Was it the, was it the same year Jersey Shore just came out? <laughs> it might have been, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's well, we were all, like, watching, like... Wild Boys and Viva La Bam and Jackass. Like that's, oh, yeah, that's we would stay up late at night, you know, and pretend we were asleep. And I would personally put my TV on mute so that I could still watch Viva La Bam and Jackass and oh, all yeah. that shit. Dude, like we that. were yeah. we were the kind of kids that had like CKY on tape and we were like, Oh man, you got CKY four? Like, oh let's all go to Ryan's house so we yeah. watch CKY four, you know? Yeah, like it was yeah. we were dirty kids. I was never a CKY person, but I love that riff. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ninety-six bitter beings, yeah. which is a play on the ninety-six tears, but it was, yeah. Like if somebody had watch one of them this, on VHS, watch this episode just come down because I sang the riff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone just cuts off right now. Bam Margera sues me. We went from three people listening to zero. Yeah, that's right. Damn, homies. Come on, it's, it's CKY. Come you were on. in high school once, I yeah. guess. Maybe or, not. Or maybe, middle school or middle school. Oh, maybe you didn't go to high school. Must be nice. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're just like Hank Williams and dropped out. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you just dropped out and you'll die at 29. Must be nice. That's right. It's still my Hank year. I got a couple months left. Hanky. God mm. bless you. Um, all right. Um, oh, man, I've been dying to ask you this question. Um, Uh-oh. Let me, let me, let me, re- let me just, re- okay. Take your time. Um, so... I wrote it down some sort of way, but I'm going to jump off and experiment a little bit. Yeah. So I want to know your favorite bars in Philadelphia oh. and, and like maybe other places. Because oh, okay. my favorite thing to do like um, is wh- drink. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a drink. Uh, get kicked out of things. Oh, I love it. Yeah, but um, but my favorite thing to do is just, you know, cause I'm a I'm a I'm a painter, so I I get I get to drive around a lot. Not not so much lately with my new job, um, but before my older jobs as a painter, I would drive around to the locations. So that means I, that meant that I'd have to drive back home from these locations. Sure. So I'd be one day I'd be in Coatesville. One day I'd be in fucking Langhorn. Yeah. One, one, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. That's what I do for work. So, I'm everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Cause you're yeah. all over Bucks in Montgomery County. That's right, Papa. I'll survey that shit. But bitch. Uh, you know, if it was a hard day, I'd probably stop at some random bar and uh, I'd be like, wow, it back. So I want to know, like, what are just your favorite fucking bars? What's your North Star? What's your local watering hole? What's it all? Give give, give us everything, Papa. Uh, yeah, I so I got a couple bars in mind right off the bat. Um, Iron Abbey? I do like Iron Abbey. They're affordable and get me drunk when I need to get drunk. And they're next to that Brazilian Oregon. steakhouse, aren't they? Yeah, they're joined at the hip, conjoined. Um, as far as Philly goes, right down the street, Deloc, like I love that place. I I used to love that was my no, not that was, anymore. Not anymore. They That's they, okay. they skimp out on drinks and food. Okay. Yeah. They're doing their thing. But back in the day? Yeah, back in the that day. That was my place. Well, I um so I grew up yeah. on forty seven in Baltimore. So I grew up with them. They were my neighbors. Yeah. So um, right there. Yeah. So um I grew up with them like my pretty much you know, most of my adolescent youth. And, uh, yeah, I just, I never thought of, I always thought as, I always thought of Deloc as being just a restaurant. I never knew yeah. it as a bar then as I started getting old, older, like I would come home from like, uh, like the North Philly house shows and just make my way to Deloc. Pop in for a night. Cat. Yeah. And just like, I was like 20 and I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm 23. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just like you. I'm, I'm, I'm 69. Like, oh. Yeah. And, uh, but lately ever since the pandemic hit, they kind of been skimping on everything. Yeah. Cause me, me and Cam that was in walking distance and he was in Hoser, we would go there all the time cause he lived in, in West for a second. And yeah, I always had a good time there. Um, I really, I used to like Lorraine in Philly on like, I guess that's, um, why can't I think of it? Like Brown and 15th and Ridge, like right there. Um, I used to really like Lorraine. I used to live over there, but. Is that like Spring Garden? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a block block north of Spring Garden. It's okay. I always had a good time there um, as far as Philly bars. Um, I haven't been to a lot of Philly bars in a while, but some of my favorite bars in general um, like Zeno's and State College, I love Zeno's. All right, I get there drunk at Zeno's every night of the week. Guar Bar in Richmond is great. Uh, Port love, Richmond? No, Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Cam actually, speaking of Cam, got kicked out of there once because he was trying to. He kept trying to like sneak his beer outside or something. Classic. Dude, move. we were so drunk, but the. Just like we did at Queen of Sheba earlier. Damn straight. Damn and straight. I like that place, too. Well, the owner, well, we always we, go there. As we were walking out, the owner was actually there. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? But he kind of knows me. Yeah, so and like, also, I just, what are you going to yeah. do? Tell me not to? I'm just going to chuck tell, my beer. You tell me to go back, back to your establishment? It's like, yeah. no, we Jose. I got I'm just going to chuck this. I got a this podcast and, to do. Yeah. But Cam got kicked out of Guar Bar. The security guard kind of, like, roughed him up a little bit. And Cam was like, hey, brother, that's assault. 
<laughs> I just started laughing so much. I was like, Cam, let's just get out of here. <laughs> and then we went and just got beer at like CVS anyway. CVS? Yeah, you could do that in Richmond. It's pretty cool. And you can get your, your eye drops, your fucking IVs. You can get a bottle of wine, a yeah. fucking 12-pack of Corona. You can get your eye drops, your IVs, your IPAs, all the eyes. Yeah. Trying to think of other... Um, the, uh, down in North Carolina, there's a lot of really good bars just because it's so cheap down there. And I have a lot of friends in, like, Greenville. I always have a good time down there. Um, yeah, Mark lives down there, doesn't he? Yeah, he's living near Raleigh these days. I'm actually in January playing a music festival there. Nice. Yeah, me and Mark are putting out a split, and uh, a little label down there is going to put it out on tape. I'm really Mark, excited. Mark's a good guy. Mark's the best. I wish he was yeah. here right now. I love that mustache. Yeah, right? He's always he's always sporting the stash. Yeah, and he's always doing his little mandolin stuff and such. Yeah. yeah I wish he was here. I was just actually just talking to him and telling him he should spend a, a week up here soon. Catch some shows. Maybe, I said maybe, when, maybe when he does, maybe we can do a pod with him. Yeah, I would yeah, honestly. Maybe be you great. two together. Or yeah, we could talk about all kinds thing, of crap. Yeah. I love Mark. Well, I mean, I feel, I feel like we all kind of appreciate the same general types of music. We're we're all, and you kind of got me into country music a little bit. I hope so. Country yeah. music is a really well nowadays it's big, but it was really underrated for a long time. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, and I was talking to you before uh, we were recording this. I was like. You know, I kind of got my, I don't know, I just started, like, with indie music and all that stuff. I was like, eh. Yeah, I hoped we wouldn't talk about it, but I'm getting real fucking bored with you people out there. Oh, uh, yeah. You're I not mean, giving me what I need or what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, it's just, it's just all lies. Like, indie. It's, like, independent. It's, like, it's, it's like, like, don't give me fucking Frankie Cosmos, Claro, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just a con, and it's a sham into looking cool like y'all gotta work harder um so i just started listening to hank williams and i start crying yeah and it's like it's the same fucking songs like why would i listen to what you're doing if i could just listen to hank yeah hank did it in the 50s like fuck you fuck, fuck change you. it change fuck what you. you're doing dude hear that fuck yeah. you yeah straight up ride this you know what i mean hank did it first you heard that here first <laughs> yeah. or maybe second possibly even third but either way um, if you if you hung out with Kevin before, you probably heard it first. Yeah, but here, pro- maybe if you're you hung out with me, I probably told you off because you're boring <laughs> me. You know, I don't know. I I need a lot of stimulation, and a lot of music nowadays does not give me that. Yeah, just indie music kind of. There's only a few indie artists that um, kind of like you know hold me together, and I and I can't even name them right now. I can, nothing new. I can name new. a few, but they're just all my friends, and they're actually really well, good at I mean, what they yeah. do. You yeah. know, and friends. I'm talking about like, yeah, yeah. Like other than that, no, because I'm just like I don't. I can do that. Do something I can't do, and then I'll be impressed. Yeah, I don't know. Make something out of a Chinese walk or something. Yeah, make me food. I'm more impressed <laughs> with chefs than I am musicians. Yeah, yeah. All, all the major uh, indie artists out there that, you know, your dad's a Coca-Cola executive. <laughs> H- how about you just make food? Yeah, I get it. Your mom's a nurse. You can do anything. You don't have to make music. Yeah. <laughs> you can literally just go get a job. Yeah, I get it. Your mom invented nurses. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And that's supposed to impress me or something? <laughs> that's right. What's that one song, that one country song that's like, it's like, oh, what? You're Brad Pitt. Uh, that's um, <laughs> Shania Twain. 
yeah, that yeah, don't that's impress a, me much. I don't know the name of the song. Yeah, yeah, that song, that song, that song. I don't uh, treat me alright. Yeah. I don't keep me warm. Yeah. That don't impress me, me much. I know that's right, bitch. It don't yeah, impress me neither. Right. You know, I know that's good, right. You know that it's another good song. That one song that's like, I'm gonna talk about me. Gonna oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. These people are nuts. Yeah. Country music's unhinged. Dude, country, that's what people don't tell you. Country music's unhinged. Dude, country music just says it how it is. Yeah. Says it how They're it fucking is. They're not asking for permission yeah. or forgiveness. It doesn't want you to <laughs> like them. Saying it, yeah. <laughs> they don't want you to like them. They just. They know they're marching. They don't even care if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> they just know someone's going to listen eventually. I know that's right. There's reasons why they're just jokes. Yeah. <laughs> People are listening. Um, all right. Um, I want to know. Here we uh, go. Top three best. Top three best. And top three worst movies. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not going to do best. I'm going to do my favorite and least favorite. Is that All okay? Right. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Because I don't want to pretend I'm a movie critic. I just like it. <laughs> whatever you want, Father. Whatever okay. you want. Should I go with my... Do you mind if I take a Modelo, by the way? Take a Modelo. Okay. Do you want to get me one? Yeah, I can get you one. Are you going to pause real quick and I can pee? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't, do, I don't do that. We're raw. We, we, oh, we do it all raw. How about this? I. How about you pee? I talk a little bit. Yeah, you talk about, it and I'll actually think about. So I know I'll my. Talk about my. I'll talk about my favorite movie. Yeah, because I'm going to talk about the three. Go pee. Go pee. I know what I like. I don't know what I dislike. I know one movie I hate. I, I just want the listeners to feel like they're here. You know. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all. So. Y'all. Are in it. Yeah. Okay. Now go pee. Go pee. So. uh my favorite movies, you know, uh, if you know me well, if you listen to my solo cast, Star Wars is there. So I'm a, I'm a big Empire Strikes Strikes Empire. Back. You know. Empire's my favorite. Empire, yeah, I'm a big Empire fan. Empire's my I I didn't hear that last that before you closed the door. But Empire Strikes Back, fucking, that's my fucking North Star. You know, that's my fucking uh, diamond in the rough. Fucking, that's that's everything to me, man. That's fucking God bless. Fucking next will have to be uh, Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings. Um, fucking, I'll I'll jerk I'll jerk off to that movie left and right. Fucking Frodo looks like a fucking snack and a half. Gandalf, I I jizz in that beard left and right if I could, but I have no opportunity to. So that's not gonna happen. Let me think. Uh. It's another good movie. Um, you know, I just saw this movie um, recently. I'm going to talk about a new movie, um, Prey. Um, never seen uh, Predator before. Never seen those films. I uh, always thought those movies kind of came off cheesy. But I watched Prey because it's like a Native American thing. And um, that movie fucking slapped. Is it the best movie ever? Probably not. But is it a good movie from this year? Definitely. And uh, you don't get too many good movies lately, so I highly advise you to watch that one. Um, gonna talk about me, gonna talk about, ah, <laughs> fucking, um, what are bad movies? Uh, yeah, Predator. <laughs> That's the one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. The original Predator? The original Predator is so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was just talking about uh, the new Prey movie. Oh, I don't want to watch it. Oh, it's so good. Is it? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, okay, I was just I'll talking wait. about how good that is and how. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you're all right, but that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. That won't keep me warm. Don't impress me much. I don't know what impressing me much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. We got our beers. Kevin's back. Kevin's back. Taking that leaky. Okay. Leaky deaky. So I could only think of two movies I hate because I don't want to throw too much shade. Um, but I did think of my top three. So which do you want first, the bad news or the good news? Give me the good. Good news. The bad is always better. True. Everyone everyone loves the gossip. Yeah, everyone loves the gossip. Um, okay. Not in any specific order. I will give it in a specific order. My I think my top third movie of all time might be Casablanca. Um, I always wanted to watch that movie. It's 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 great. It's there's action, there's really good writing, really good direction, great cinematography. It's funny if you're paying attention. There's yeah, sunglasses on. Sunglasses on. There's it. a lot of really good things in Casablanca, and I think just for the golden age of Hollywood, if that's something you're interested in, which a lot of people might not be, um, that is a really so good I need to, movie. I need to watch this movie. I I think it's worth it. I mean, yeah. There there's a lot of really good moments, but also just, like if you're into that. Re- just recently, I'd, well, this maybe it wasn't Halloween, but maybe it was during like springtime. I just watched that one movie where it's like. What's that classic Halloween movie where it's like they open up the showers and it's like that thriller? Psycho. Psycho. I watched Psycho for the first time recently. It's amazing. Yeah, that movie's really good. Alfred Hitchcock is yeah an amazing. It makes director. me want to watch that Birds movie. Birds never is seen great. That either. Never seen Psycho that. was almost on my top three. Honestly, yeah. I love that movie. I picked a different horror movie, but I love Alfred Hitchcock. He's an in- insane cinematographer, for, especially for the time. Like, yeah, it's kind of revolutionary. You know? Nobody is doing stuff like that. No, at the time. No. At the time, no. Even now, like everyone's boring now. There's a couple good horror movies in the past couple years. I think we're actually living in an age of like. I think the scariest thing I watched recently wasn't even a movie. It was like freaking people from like another country like throwing a dog into like a lake full of alligators. <laughs> that was the scariest thing I watched. <laughs> well, yeah, cuz scary's different nowadays where it's more of like emotional. It's emotional. There's a lot of like shock factors. It's not like it's not like Psycho where it's like this is just terrifying. Yeah, what I what I watched was a snuff film. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you watched Cannibal Holocaust. That's right. <laughs> Just arguably terrifying. Oh my god. Yeah, don't watch that movie unless you're in that. Um I hope you're not. So yeah, number three, Casablanca. But it's only if you're into older movies like that, because a lot of people would just say, well, fuck that. That's just a bunch of white people well, on I mean, TV, if which my, it is. If my listeners are like me at all, you know, they'd listen to your uh, opinion and just watch if, that movie. If you want to watch the golden age of Hollywood, watch Casablanca. And I, I think it is a perfect film. Um, otherwise, just go watch something else. Yeah. And number two on my list, I'm going to say Goodfellas. Because I think Goodfellas is an incredible uh, movie. I just watched that kind of recently, maybe two years ago. I It is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it's my dad's favorite movie. Yeah, my uncle loves that movie. So I grew up like watching it young, and it just... Cinematically, it is perfect. And it's a true story. Like, yeah. it's You can look it up. It's real. Have you ever seen the movie Blow? No. That's on my list. It's... um it, So totally two different like stories 
But um, the movie, after watching, because Blow, I watched that. That was like my fucking movie to watch when I was in high school. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. and then after watching Goodfellas uh, relatively recently, I mean, the past year or so, it's recent for a movie. Yeah, I, 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 it came, it came to you know my, you know, I came to the conclusion that uh, they're kind of very similar. Movies. Yeah. So if you like, if you like Blow, you'd probably like Goodfellas. Yeah. And if you like Goodfellas, you'd probably like Blow. And like Casablanca, Goodfellas is incredible cinematography. Very brilliant direction and and writing, and there's comedy, there's action, there's tragedy, there's happiness, there's a little bit of everything, and I kind of like that about both those movies. Is they're not, they don't really subscribe to any genre of film. They're just like they're good. They have a little bit of everything, so it's just the kind of movie like you you just put on, and you're like, I can enjoy this for all the ups and downs and ins and outs and. Yeah. It's not hard to follow, you know. They're not going to confuse you. There's no tricks. It's just this is a good movie. And who's the director for that? So movie? that's Martin Scorsese. That's uh, Scorsese. Yeah, Same yeah. As, uh, taxi, taxi driver. Taxi driver. Yeah, that Mean Streets. Really it's yeah. like you know, it, it's really good. It there's a lot going on there, but Scorsese was like the like he was like I when I think of Scorsese, I think of uh, like Tarantino a little bit. Yeah, I you wouldn't have Tarant- Tarantino without Scorsese. Um, Tarantino is like a Scorsese light, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Goodfellas is kind of late in Scorsese's career. I mean, that's I guess the middle of his career. It's the '90s. But it, yeah, it's it's good. If you haven't seen it, you'd love it. It just tells about this insane story of this guy that was in the mob and his day to day life. And how insane it was. Yeah, no, it's cool. And like it's, coming up through the 50s yeah, as like a mobster, yeah, you know? Yeah, like a I little mean? kid. And it's yeah, like, yeah. He's doing like the paper route or something. Yeah, like yeah. I forget what he's doing exactly. He's doing all kinds yeah, of shit for the mob things. as a little kid, but then by the time he's an adult, he's like, yeah, there's he, just so much worked, money and so rank, much yeah. drugs and so much. There's just so much. Like Butt his cheeks. life is insane. Yeah, yeah. It's literally like nothing you could ever think your life would be like. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. He probably lived, you know, his life was, you know, basically like Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, but a lot cooler. A lot cooler. A yeah, lot yeah, cooler. Yeah. Um, There's no, yeah, I mean, he didn't have a Stairway to Heaven solo, but he, he had a. Uh, no, but he just had thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. That's right. From that's ripping right. other people off. That's right. I mean. <laughs> that's what America's based I mean, I mean, on. I mean, kind of, that's what Led Zeppelin did was rip, rip yeah, people off. Yeah, actually. <laughs> so, uh, actually, is Led Zeppelin the mobsters of music? That's did they right. just steal blues music and that's give it right. right back? Yeah, there we go. That's uh, something to think yeah. about on this podcast. I always oh. love that. I, there's a really good interview real quick with like Smokey Robinson where he's talking about the Beatles covering his songs and the first royalty checks and he was like wait what like <laughs> there are white people that like this because Americans didn't give a shit about black music it was like the Europe the Europeans that were like infatuated with black music in America and just gave it right back and it's just kind of insane yeah you know it took the British invasion for America to appreciate black music which sucks well, I mean, Americans are just stupid. Degenerates. They're the worst. Fucking stupid assholes. Um, they're even worse than that. Okay. <laughs> Top movie. And this is pretty interchangeable. 
to pretty much any Kubrick film, but I'm going to say The Shining is my favorite. It's a good one. But Kubrick in general is, I just think he is so patient and meticulous and... Did Kubrick do uh, Clockwork Orange? He did. I like that one a lot. Clockwork Orange is the only movie in history where a director was able to pull it from uh, from theaters. What do you... What do you mean? So when a director makes a movie, they don't own it. The studios do. And Clockwork Orange, after a year of being in theaters, it just people loved it so much. It was inciting so much violence that Stanley Kubrick himself went to the studios and said, you need to pull this from theaters. Wow. Even though it was doing fine. Yeah, I mean, it's a great fucking movie. It's insane. Yeah, like, it's amazing. I think Lee and I, we've only watched it. She showed me the movie. Oh, she was like, you so need to good. watch this movie. I could watch it every day. And then fucking, I was like, wow, that movie's so good, but I don't want to like be like, yeah, that's really good. I don't want to be obsessed with it because I'm not yeah. like a fucking freak. Yeah, you're not like, yeah. oh, Clockwork Orange, that's my shit. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, I don't, don't want to make that my personality, yeah. but it is a great film. Um, and uh, recently, I, asked, I was like, we were, Lee and I, not recently, but like a year or so. Lena was like, oh, you know, like we usually do. We're like, oh, what we should watch a movie. You know, what movie should we watch? And I was like, Clockwork Orange. And Lena's yeah. like, ah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to watch it. And, and you got to be fa- in the right mood. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that is the only movie where a director straight up said, you're taking this off the shelves. Because uh, to a studio, it's like, we're making money. Why do we care? But Stanley Kubrick as a director had that much power that he could go to the studio and say, you're pulling my movie. Yeah. And they did, <laughs> even though it was making money. Was uh, Kubrick and like Scorsese running running around at the same time? Yeah, yeah. So Stanley, it's funny because Martin Scorsese talks about, he talks about Paths of Glory, which came out in the late 50s, I want to say maybe 57, and... Martin Scorsese brought a bunch of his friends to the movies, like as he would do at that time. He's still like young, but um, yeah, he said Paths of Glory. He was like, all of our friends were used to war films, like we had seen them, whatever. But Paths of Glory was so realistic that all of them were like borderline shook at Paths of Glory because of how realistic it was. Yeah. Um, and Kirk Douglas is great in that film. Paths of Glory is great. If you and that's why I say I've never seen it. I've never seen it's it. amazing, and it's I, only I, and I love war movies. So. Yeah, it's only like his. That must be his, maybe third or fourth movie. It was Fear and Desire, and then Killer's Kiss, and then either The Killing or Paths of Glory. I forget which, but it's amazing. Um, Stanley Kubrick, pretty much uneducated, like he went from high school to just shooting photos for magazines to making film Mm. and he even that early in his career just blows my mind pads of glory is great but martin scorsese was super influenced like everyone was influenced by kubrick you know everyone knows like his 70s and 80s work but in the 50s he was really blowing people's minds with what he was doing like you watch the killing and killer's kiss and these are incredible films by i mean he was our age making movies that were just changing what cinema was like he just i don't know no that's why i say my number one is the shining but also interchangeable any kubrick film he's just amazing um sorry to you know divert from your uh you're talking about the shining but um, for a sec 
The Shining. I mean, why? And why? Why do you love that so much? Because I love horror movies. Yeah, I mean, The Shining is good with that one. But I, I think I was maybe fourteen or fifteen when, at Thanksgiving after we ate and stuff, like my uncle put on The Shining, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is this? This movie's crazy." Yeah. So, so when I started going out with Lee, um, I didn't watch any of these fucking movies because I grew up with like. Growing up, I grew up with like Looney Tunes, you know, Ace Ventura. Oh, it is bright in here yeah, without the sunglasses. I, yeah, growing up, the movies I watched were Looney Tunes, you know, Tweety's Big Adventure. Yeah, like, <laughs> like good, wholesome, like normal yeah. stuff for kids. You know, yeah. And well, people. I, I'm just talking about, just, you know, even as an adult. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shrek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know about this? Yeah. You know about Shrek? You, you never seen Shrek? <laughs> I mean, that must be a thrill to find someone who's never seen Shrek before and be like, yeah, check this out. Yo, you never seen Shrek? Yeah. Come on. Donkey? Blow your mind. You don't know about Donkey? You don't know about Donkey? <laughs> you don't know about Donkey? Oh, but, that um, soundtrack. Uh, I dislike the movie Shrek, but I love the soundtrack. And I do like Shrek. Yeah, Shrek's great. That makes sense. I, th- I think I like the first one more than the second one. Absolutely. That's just me. There's people that yeah. like the second one more. I'm like, I'm like sec- the second one's all right. It's more right. like uh, it's more like Return of the Jedi for me. Yeah, where it's like, like oh, we need this, but do we need it? Like, 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 like Shrek is like a New Hope, where it's yeah. like they didn't know what was gonna happen with it. Where Shrek Two was like Return of the Jedi, like where they were like trying to sell toys. Yeah, and like that's why I didn't really like Shrek Two as much. But like Shrek Two is still good. But yeah, Shrek Two. And now there's Shrek Three, Three and Four, and Nine and Ten. Honorable mention. <laughs> Um, the movie Mad God came out this year. Stop motion. I've never seen something more phenomenal in my life. I, I, I was just gonna say this. This is gonna be a first, but I'd much rather do it for this podcast episode than any other podcast oh, yeah. episode. But I'm gonna smoke a cig on the cast. I've never done that before. I know that's right. Uncle but, Kev's in town. Let's uh, get I mean, crazy. Come on, I mean, when Kev's in town, I, I bring mean, out the crazy in people. You, you kind of drove from. Ambler, right? I drove. It took me an hour to Horsham? get here. Yeah, Horsham. It took yeah. me an hour, but just because traffic. Horsham? Yeah, you can call it whatever you want. It doesn't Horsham. mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I bring out the worst in people. I love that about me. <laughs> but uh, did you give out the worst? Because I'm waiting to hear about Forrest Gump or something. Forrest Gump is the worst. But before, so Shrek, I don't like you know, I understand why people like it. It didn't hit me as a kid. Um, it was not my thing. So I get it. That was That's number three of my worst. I'll take a drag now. These are 27s, too. I like these. Those are good. Mm. Yeah. Ripping a mm. dart. Ripping a dart on the cast. I know that's I don't right. do this ever, but, like, Mm-mm. you know, when you, Uncle, got, Uncle Kevin's when you got Kevin in town, I mean, come <laughs> on. This is nice. Don't, I mean, let's not tell her my neighbors or anything. But also, don't sleep on me, okay? <laughs> I can be fun. Okay, yeah, that's number three. I don't want to dwell on it too much because I know a lot of people hold Shrek very dear. Um, and I understand. Like, I don't think it's bad. It's just not my thing. Um, number two, though, I'm going to say the worst movies, and this is also interchangeable, just Wes Anderson. I think he's so overrated. I don't get it. I think he was trying to be like a Scorsese. I don't know what he was trying to be. I don't be. know what he's trying. It's like Kubrick Light. It's like Kubrick for kids. Yeah, I don't. There's like I the like Royal Tenenbaums. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Ugh. 
Well, I'm just saying movies. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying if I like them. Yeah, I just. Like, I never got into them really. I just don't think he's good. I think people confuse comfortable I, with good. When I was sons making movies. Oh really? I bet they're good. Well, next the, generation. Yeah, I mean, his sons make. His sons got. I mean, I. He made one movie so far, but I hope the rest of the movies are like porn or, pornos or something. Oh, yeah. If my dad was Wes Anderson, I would be directing the most hardcore pornos and being like, yup, my budget is insane. Yeah, right. I bet you'd never seen this before. That's right. <laughs> I've always had a dream of like, not really a dream, but like, you know, like Boogie Nights, like um the disco movie yeah but like making like really high-end porn that you could like show in like the regal are you gonna give me what i sound like yeah yeah why not just so you have an idea yeah because i don't know what i sound like i bet i sound crazy i'm smoking a cigarette trying to put on so this is what i sound like yeah 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 wes anderson get out of here that's interchangeable for number two. I There's like a couple things that are fine, but I'm not into that, dude. Sorry. Forrest Gump, tell us why you hate it. I think it is... I, think I actually like that movie. A lot of people do. Once again, like, er, controversial. Um, I think that it is nostalgic at best. And the soundtrack's good, but I just think it's... A, Bad. When they they play, uh, what do they play? They play Freebird. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Freebird's amazing. Yeah. Leonard Skinnerd. You know about this? Can't it's pronounced Leonard Skinnerd. It's, pro- it's pronounced, yeah. It's pronounced what they say. But I don't like Forrest Gump. I think it's the worst American movie ever made. Actively a waste of time. There's just nothing good about it. It's not cinema. It's just like, hey... Can we convince people to feel good for an hour? And I just don't like stuff like that. I like Bubba. Bubba Gump shrimp. I like that. We got barbecue shrimp. We got this shrimp and that boiled shrimp and fucking fuck the shrimp. No. Lieutenant Dad. And you know what's funny about Forrest Gump? I watch it once a year to make sure that I still hate it. That's right. I literally watch it once a year. That's what you got to do. Maybe I'll change my mind. Nope. I think it's fucking bullshit. Anyone could do that. I mean, it's just it's just like a, a history movie. Yeah, barely. With, with someone who is... Fake history, though. It's not real. Yeah, I mean, none of it's real. Well, here's the thing. If you give me the budget for Forrest Gump and let me make a movie, I'll make a movie that's better. How about that? Shit is stupid. So if 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 uh, you know the podcast like I do, I'm gonna go take a pee, and and the guest is gonna tell the lovely listeners about their favorite dream. Oh, uh, just a memorable dream, a really really good dream that they've had. I've been having a lot of nightmares. Um. Well, just tell us something of good dream. All right. Well, I'll tell you something. While George pees, it might not be about. Dreams. I've been having a lot of bad dreams. Can't sleep at night. Always wake up at like three or four in the morning and uh, I'm like sweating and I have to pee and uh, it's just not good. Just a lot of like childhood traumas coming out of my dreams lately and I don't know why. Like I don't know why that's happening, but I don't like it. 
That's really all I got for dreams. I don't talk about my dreams. Let's talk about your dreams. Listeners, what do you got? What do you got for me? Doing good? Doing bad? Doing good? Doing bad? Doing good? Doing bad? I used to have a dream as a kid where I owned this house. And it was a reoccurring dream because I'm a lucid dreamer and reoccurring dream. But every house, every room in the house was color coordinated in a different color and I still want to do that one day because I like that idea I will uh, listen back to that when I'm mixing it yup um, so <clears throat> next question yeah Let's I want to know um, <clears throat> what are and I know you kind of talked about this um, briefly um, towards the beginning of the podcast um, but um, what are and was your favorite uh, Philly bands, um, what are you know, back in the day, back in any of the days, and kind of now, like, what are some favorite Philly bands that you kind of want to just like that kind of changed your your everything about the Philly music scene? Because the Philly music scene is like very diverse and it's very interesting, and uh, it's very wonderful. Yeah, like what were some or what were some and a lot of them, you know, come and go, you know? Yeah, they, they do. They come and go. Well, maybe I'll give you three and three. Like, three old, three new. Maybe, like, three old, three, like, kind of, like, in the mid, and then three, like... Oh, you want nine bands. Okay. Yeah, give me well, nine bands. When I, when I first started going to shows, I would always go to see a god. I'd go to see a god, and I'd go to see the comrade, I think, were my first two favorite Philly bands. A God doesn't really have any active members in bands in the Philly scene anymore. The Comrade is now uh, Fletcher is in a band called On the Water, which is amazing. If you don't know On the Water, check them out. There's a lot of really good Again, really good songs Kevin's phone number is going to be on the uh, Yeah, you'll text me. Text, I'll, I'll, text, I'll text you everything. Text Kevin. Yeah, I'll text you. This is important things to me. But A God was... Not just important to you, important to the history. Well, yeah, I mean, the this Philadelphia is, music scene, especially. I mean, you talk about the West Philly music scene. How old am I? Twelve years ago, these were the bands that were dominating. Like you could not fit in a basement when these bands played. They just filled out. They played a living room. They filled the entire thing. You know, um, a god was. And the thing is, I've never even heard of this band. Yeah, and. So I need I need to text you. Te- text me. <laughs> but um yeah, Ugg God was incredible. They had what really blew my mind when I was like 16, 17 starting to go to shows and see them is they had two drummers, three guitarists and a bassist and I just didn't know you could have a band that big and that loud. It just didn't make sense to me. And it just blew my mind. They were I mean they would and the songs were so beautiful. They were so insane. It was unlike anything you heard anywhere else. Because before that, you know, I was listening to, like, even stuff like Elliot Smith and, like, Bonnie Vare and The Shins. It, like, kind of blew them out of the fucking water. There was It was, wasn't even close to that kind of songwriting, you know? Are they, are they anything now? Or? Nothing. But, like, I remember... 
once again, like being like 16 and like buying an Iron and Wine CD and then seeing a God live and just never listening to the Iron Wine CD ever again. I was like, this is useless. This is useless information mm. because this guy, like Bonnie Vare, Iron and Wine, they have no clue what's going on in the world when there are bands like Oh God and the Comrade writing songs this way. And I've always pictured myself as a songwriter. And so. I mean, you are a songwriter. I feel like to think so. Yeah. But, I mean, I always hold I always hold you on the pedestal of one of the greatest songwriters Philadelphia has ever, <laughs> has ever you know, had the pleasure of having. You know? I, I appreciate that. I try very hard. But a lot of that comes from listening to, like, Oh God to Comrade so young and just throwing out everything else. Like, I didn't have a use for it anymore. Um, I mean, not even that. Like, uh, I mean, you also, like... You, like, housed and fucking just, you you helped build the, you know, Philly music scene so much. Like, there, especially when I was, like, younger, I, I there was no one like you. Like, you know. There like, really wasn't, especially in North Philly. The specific reason I moved to North Philly is because they didn't have a music scene. And I was like, well, I'll just make it. And I tried. <laughs> I don't know if I, I succeeded, but I I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know anything about the scene, but when I was start, first started going to shows, uh, there was numerous shows in North Philly, like Temple area. Yeah. And uh, I just remember, you know, The Nest. Yeah. And I, I mean, I came in, I started going to the shows at The Nest uh, when you weren't there. It was like, uh, you know, Joey was living yeah, there. Yeah. And uh, there was the other guy, kind of lanky. Broch. Brosh, yeah, oh, I was always, Hope he's yeah, doing Br- Brosh, I, I'd always be like, Brosh, but, like, I always kind of had his name, I, whenever I would say Brosh, I would think of, like, uh, I would think of that one food that's, like, eating on the bread. Mm, yeah. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. It's like, what's that called? Starts with a B. We can talk about it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a different podcast. Yeah, it's a different podcast. That's a food podcast. Yeah, right. Um, And I... I would say, I'm sorry, did you add something else? No, I was going to say, okay. like, yeah, just like, you know, it's like, fucking Kevin, just like, let's just like, I just, to the podcast, to the listeners here, let's not forget how legendary Kevin was I in the music scene. To give myself credit. And, and is, and is. To give myself credit, I wouldn't even listen to bands before I booked them because I think that is a classist act. I think listening to a band to judge them before you book them is the complete opposite of what art is. And so I would not. If someone wanted a show, I would book them. And if they didn't have bands to play with them, I would just add bands. Um, Because I just don't... I think actively listening and judging bands goes against the entire principle of what an artist and a curator should be. Um... What the fuck do you care? And you know what? The bands that were bad, by the end of the night, I would get them booked on another show because I knew they needed more experience. Because the entire music scene right now is classist as fuck. And all everyone does is judge each other all the time. And it's, I just hate it. It's disgusting. And it's vile. You should not, who, anyone that thinks they're good at art out there, guess what? They're still Michelangelo. Like, you're not fucking shit. You're really not. You're a fucking con artist trying to get people to like what you do. 
relax. Everyone in the music scene, relax. You're not that fucking cool. You're not that good. It's not a big deal. This is a fucking side hustle. It is a hobby. It is not going to be the rest of your life. Sorry. Hey, even I, uh, my, myself, have uh, have had the, uh, kind of had that, like, little fucking, I, I, I was uh, a bad guy in that part a little bit. I had you know? dreams once. Yeah. <laughs> I had dreams once, but guess what? It's not going to work out. You're just yeah. like everyone else. You can throw a rock in this city and hit five fucking musicians, okay? Everyone does it, and they all do it, and it, it's just not a big deal. We need to get to the point where we realize that DIY music is not a big deal. This is not a career, okay? Don't charge $30 for your T-shirts. Don't charge $12 at a fucking house show. This is not... I saw, I saw someone charging $20 for a T-shirt and it's, on, the, on Instagram, and I was like... I mean, I get it. But it's not a big deal, man. Like, just relax. None of you, none of you kids are fucking great anyway. Like, we're all just hanging out. Can yeah. we just get back to hanging out? Okay, it's we're just hanging out. Take yourselves too seriously. Take, take yourselves. <sighs> Go home with that crap. Yeah. Go home and practice your craft, and then come back and charge me thirty dollars for a fucking t-shirt. Get out of town. Yeah. And make me something on a Chinese walk. <laughs> yeah, right? Make me fucking dinner and I'll give you 30 bucks. Yeah. Get out of town, man, for a lousy t-shirt. I've been harking on that. These people are charging you out the ass, man. Supply and demand. There's bands everywhere. Why do I need your t-shirt? Why do I need yours? Right. I, got, I got three fucking drawers at home full of band t-shirts. You think I need yours for 30 bucks? Man... <laughs> Out of town. Who the, you th- what are you, who the fuck are you charging? Also, if minimum wage in America is still less than fucking $8, somebody has to work four hours just to afford your one T-shirt. So think about that, you capitalist scum. Like, you're out there fucking posting about how the minimum wage should be fucking raised. You're still charging $30 for a T-shirt, bro. Yeah. Somebody has to work half their shift for your T-shirt? My Mm. personal opinion is all these people doing that are just, like, come from wealthy families. Yeah, and they think this should be their job. Like, they're entitled to be an artist for some reason. You're not. You're not. And you're asking things for people. The music scene does not have that much money. You're asking people things that they don't have. For literally T-shirts, it's not like you're fucking putting gas in, in their In this car. economy? In this economy? Get out of town. It's That's like, why all my merch is pay what you want. If you want it, take it. If you want to yeah, give me 30 bucks, exactly. take it. And, and take, and take, not to derail the question, because no, I, I mean, still want to know. I'm still all on All the it. bands. But it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, um, it's like how are you going to share posts where it's like, or share something or talk about something and be like, oh, fucking like money this and that and things are going bad and just be like all right pay all right. for this That's yeah my like merch 30 is 30 dollars yeah it's like for a t-shirt it's like it's like do you even you're, know what you're talking about you're part of the problem man like you don't post about walmart being shitty when you're doing the same fucking price gouging get the fuck out of my face and you know what, what i get you? a lot of shit for telling people that but guess what your piece is a shit you're a part of the problem it's just art how about instead of trying to act cool just, just take a step back. Just fucking chill, man. Take a step back. If anything, you should be giving your merch away. You should be happy that people are paying 
for your fucking shit. You should be happy people want your stuff. Don't take advantage of people. That's what you're doing. You're just like Walmart. And fuck you if you don't think that if you don't think the way I do. Take I, a step. I back. agree with you, dude. Just chill. You're a fucking band. Take a step back. You're playing in basements, bro. Yeah. I. I mean, personally, I wouldn't even say chill. I would just say you know, cause there's a lot of room for people to grow. I mean, a yeah. lot of people are just morons. And I'm one of them included. <laughs> hey, I'm but, fucking stupid as hell. Don't you don't have to listen to nothing but I say. But I like to I like to think, you know, take a step back. I just don't want to see DIY become a little capitalist society where we're selling each other shit all the time. Like that's not what it should be. We're selling each other beanie babies and Yeah, you're selling each other fucking t shirts. Get out of my fucking face. This isn't like that's why all my merch too is like matches and bottle openers like shit you can actually use on a daily basis like, yeah, like a t-shirt it's like come on it's like everyone's got a t-shirt man yeah everyone's got a t-shirt like, i've been wearing this one for like five years <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah i've been wearing this since forever to eat shit and die but i just everyone if you're in the music scene relax with your little capitalist society like stop trying to sell each other shit and just hang out make art and the money will come later if you're actually doing it the right way. Stop focusing on money and go home and write better songs. Sorry. Um, mid bands. You want bands in the middle? Bands that really like blew me up. Like when I moved to the nest, twenty sixteen. Like, like I would say bands like Hoser, bands like Snoozer, bands like Snoozer. Yeah, bands like Worshipper. Snoozer actually played a really big role in Walking Distance. Um, that I don't talk about a lot, but the first amp for walking distance Mike gave me for free. Um, Tom, uh, made our first tapes for when we went on tour for free. Um, when Jackie was learning bass, Paul gave Jackie bass lessons. I'm pretty sure for free, like without snoozer, we would not have what was walking distance which was my most popular air quotations band. Um, Snoozer played a big part I think in I came that. In, I, can't, I personally came in late to that stuff. I think I came in in the Cerulean Blue phase. Probably. But Walking Distance was we very well received in the city. We did very good. We always played great shows. You know, we would play with like Mumbler and Exploding in Sound bands all the time. We played Snoozer all the time. It was a great time for me. Um we just would play the most ridiculous shows with so many kids and yeah i mean we got like tens of thousands of streams on that shit you know um we had a really good time and snoozer played a big part in that they did good on us nice yeah yeah i think uh streaming services and all that stuff kind of killed you know you know people you know there's the old saying uh radio killed the mm -hmm. the TV, TV killed the radio star. Yeah, TV killed the radio star. The, the first, yeah. first thing that was played on MTV. Yeah, and then uh, fucking streaming service killed the Bandcamp star. Yeah, yeah, which is a shame. And Bandcamp takes a lot of money out, but you still make more off Bandcamp than you do off streaming. Um, if you got the, the space for it. Nothing beats a physical release, though. You oh, know, yeah. You could, you could still do that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there was good times at the Nest. You know, there were a lot of good bands in and out. We just booked anyone. And we had really good shows, too. Um, 
where I would curate them. But for the most part, if someone wanted to show, I'd just do whatever I could to make sure it happened because I know what it feels like to just be turned down. And it sucks. And I didn't want anyone to feel like that. I just don't yeah. want people to feel bad, believe it or not. I'm like an asshole, but at the end of the day, I don't want people to feel bad. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> not, booked, you booked me a couple times, I think. Yeah, back, I probably gave you whatever you wanted. Yeah. I said, just take full reign. Do whatever yeah. you want. It's like, that, that's not the, like, I didn't want that space for me. It was not selfish. It was like, yeah. I want everyone to enjoy having a show and having their friends to be able to do what they want. And, like. It is kind of a cool guy thing a little bit nowadays. Yeah. Cool guy. Yeah, I mean, for just my new band Phil Spector's Gone I I think in an entire year of me bugging bars and friends that booked in different bands I think we played one show in Philly and that was an entire year of trying to book a show yeah. he just doesn't imagine me no like not to inflate myself but imagine me trying to book a show for an entire year in Philly and I get one yeah it's I mean, like that that's the state of Philly these days it's like Brooklyn it's a little saturated you know yeah, like I said, you throw a rock, you hit 10 musicians. It's just fucking, they're everywhere. And they're taking up space. <laughs> are there any uh, uh, newer bands that you want to sh- kind of shout out? Yes, there are three that I'm real. No, actually, there's a, I'm going to. Did, did did we skip something? or No, I'm going to go with three. But sh- I have a, a shout out. The shout outs to Dust From A Thousand Years and Bad History Month that are moving to Philadelphia soon from Boston. Very excited for them to be in the city. Yeah. They're v- brilliant, brilliant people. But my three, no particular order. Number one, Curse Reverser. That God record, yeah. that record, I still listen to. It's been out for a while now, yeah. and I still come back to it. And I'm like, this is fucking good. Yeah. This is really intelligent well, songwriting. Sean, Sean's is such. Yeah. Well, I, I remember when the first time I saw a line leader play. And line I, I, leader. I was, I was like, Sean's like one of the coolest songwriters. He has I, really got a wit to himself that a lot of songwriters life. don't get. Like he knows that these songs will last forever. He knows that these songs are meant to be live. He knows how important changes are to a song he is one of my favorite songwriters. And that Curse yeah. Versa record in particular has been fucking me up a lot. Like, I just keep listening to it. I can't yeah. stop. I'm like, this is so good. Still, a million months later, I'm like, this is amazing. Do you mind if I grab another Modelo? Grab it. I, I'll vamo you some money. I don't know. No, you bought my stuff at the bar. Oh, should I not say that? Nah. <laughs> we just lost that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, why would she? Um, Curse Versa. Number two, I'm going to say Sun Organ. Um, I think yeah. I think Tim is brilliant. I think he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. I've never had a bad time with Tim ever. And I think that he is, number one, like his songwriting's great and the recordings are great. But live, I love watching Tim. Tim is in the moment. He gives it to you. And Sonogram's also loud, which I like. They're loud. They're and they they also have their like their you know their silent stuff that's I kind of appreciate. Too. Yeah, no, because personally, like it's like I love my loud music. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I love my loud music, but I'm also like a very like I like my quiet music too. Yeah, well, Tim can be real tender when he has to. There's just a lot going on there, and once again, he's very aware have, of what's happening. Do you happening. have any tender songs, Kevin, in your catalog? I do. Yeah, cause I, cause you know me, I like I, lo- I you know me, I love me my. 
my tender songs. Yeah, I'm, I do have tender I'm a, songs. I'm a, I'm a Frankie boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a you know. I don't do D. My... Martin like that yeah, kind of yeah, guy. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? I, I like the I like the I like the soft songs. Yeah. But like, uh, I just don't do my tender stuff live. Because what I've noticed is a lot of times when I try to do that, I just get talked over and I have a bad time. So I don't do that live. Live, I just have to be as loud and abrasive as possible just so I don't get talked over, you know? Yeah. I'm sick of it. If you don't want to fucking be here, go somewhere else. I don't care. Yeah. Like one of the last live shows I tried to do, I just walked off stage because I couldn't hear myself. And I was like, I just don't care. Um. I just want to say we're uh, at an hour and like 10 minutes. God damn. I knew we would talk forever. Yeah. We're like that. I'm like that. I mean, I still got some questions if you're down to no, do No, let's, let's have a long episode. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm down. I'm down. I just want to, I just want to <laughs> like, du- I, I feel like I need to double check while we're, yeah, at, yeah, while like, we're at. Is this real? Yeah. Well, I have my last one for this question and it is Nixie Nicks. I think Brian Reichert is a brilliant songwriter. <laughs> I think Brian Reichert is the best songwriter in Philadelphia. No offense, George. Um, Wait, what? Brian Reichert is incredible. He's always Why'd been incredible. Why you say no offense? Because I think you're a great songwriter. Oh. <laughs> but Brian Reichert, I think, is the best. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think I'm a good songwriter. <laughs> I think you're a good songwriter. I think uh, I'm pretty mediocre. But but yeah, but Brian, yeah, Nixie Nix is pretty fucking Nixie Nix is sweet. There's and a lot of really good stuff in there. Catalogs and Brian kind of reminds me of you a little bit, you know? Where he's just here, there, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, before I had ever eaten, even met Brian Reichard, I had already been obsessed with like six yeah. of his bands, <laughs> you know? Like he's just, there's a lot of good stuff in there. A lot of good stuff. I don't stuff. like to think of myself as, you know, I think I think I had a time period where, like, I was, when I was young and, like, you know, I had full cum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now old, I'm like. The old full cum. I'm like, I, now I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like, I just want to write songs. Yeah, I don't give a shit yeah, anymore. Yeah, it, and it's, 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 it's like. I'm half cum. Yeah. Half cum, yeah. I'm half cum right half now. Half cum, yeah. I'm an adult. Got a half cow in here. <laughs> <laughs> half, a, half of a cow. <laughs> um. But like no, it's like now it's like, yeah, you know, just cause like it's like I'm, I'm basically trying to you know, a little bit of me is trying to start a family. Yeah, like I'm getting older. Yeah, I'm getting you know, older, I got it's like, you met Jade. Like I got Jade. I love yeah. Jade. I just want Jade to be happy. Yeah, exactly. It's and like she's happy with me playing music, so I'm gonna keep doing it. Otherwise, I just wouldn't. Well, I've been doing this, um, with Lee the whole time ever since I was twenty. You know? Yeah, like, that was like. Uh, 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 fucking train riding and a half trying to do that my entire 20s. Yeah. Just like trying to <laughs> make, you know, that was tough, but like, you know, it's like we're here now and it's like, that's, it's great. It's we great. made it through the wilderness. We made it through everything. Somehow Even, we made and it through. through COVID. Like that was, yeah. It's tough, but you know, it's like, well, I love Lee to death and Lee. You know, she she's th- she's got she's got my back when it comes yeah, to the music. Y'all been at it, and it's yeah. crazy to think because I knew you both before you were dating. Yeah, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. But uh, do you want to name like maybe like two more artists that are, or, or is that it? As far as Philadelphia artists go, I would yeah I would say like people like Brandon and Jan. Like yeah. etching, like I would, I would throw them in real quick. Yeah. As far as like I, I just wish them the best because I think they're incredible. All right. Well, let's move on from that. I mean. Yeah. You know, if you're listening, if you're if you're here right now, you know, 
Remember, text Kevin. Yeah, text me. If I missed you and I should have mentioned you, just text me and like I'll I'll hit you up. So I want to know, um, have you ever got lost as a kid? <laughs> What'd you say? Did I ever get lost as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick story. I'll tell you. It's terrifying. I was in kindergarten and moved houses with my mom, got on the wrong bus, was on the bus the entire time until the last stop. And Your then, mom didn't help you get on the bus? You just kind of just went on it? No, because I was leaving school to go home. Oh, okay. Yeah, and bus driver said, um, well, where are you supposed to go? And I was like, well, I don't know. You're like, home? Yeah, I, I, take me home, <laughs> yeah, dummy. Yeah, take me home, you fucking um, idiot. Meanwhile, <laughs> I didn't know my mom was freaking out, but that was... That was like the one time I got lost. Was this was this also a horse Horsham? It was funny because I only lived two minutes from where I live right now. Yeah. But I moved from Willow Grove to like Horsham area. And yeah, it was fucked up. Kindergarten. So what just got on the wrong bus. Got, well, you want to elaborate any, any more than that? That was it. It would all worked oh, out because I got back to the school and my mom was waiting there for me. Okay. Well, so, but I did get lost once as a kid. All right, well, let's move on from there. Um, it's a quick one. Yeah, it's a quick one. Um, <laughs> that's probably the fastest one. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Um, do you have any personal traditions, like anything that's like to yourself that you maybe? Oh, I have awful OCD. Everything is a ritual to me. Yeah. Um, I gotta count everything. You, I gotta anything, make sure. Anything you could say to the audience? Um. I didn't have OCD when I was drinking and doing drugs heavily, and now that I don't, I have awful OCD. I have to be in control of everything, every moment of my life. I have to count it off. I have to make sure it's symmetrical. I gotta. It's awful. It freaks me out, but it's way better than drinking. Anything? Heavy. Anything in particular? Uh. Um. No, just weird stuff. Just weird OCD. Like, like if I, I don't know, if I, like, chew on one side of my mouth, I have to chew on the other side just as long. Like, I don't know. It just freaks me out if I don't. I'm like, oh, I'm going to explode. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, I mean, we all been there. We all been there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, nothing crazy. I, uh, uh, I unplugged the, but that's fine. What was that? I unplugged these. You did? I was laughing so good. Hello? Right? It's gone. But that's okay, because we're here. Um... One sec. You can have them for a little bit. I made it through the wilderness. I want to know, um, what are some memorable touring moments? Memorable touring moments. Should we start, uh, maybe start, we could start as north as I've ever been and kind of just go from city to city, maybe. How How is that working right there? Is that working good? Oh, we're back on. Okay. Somehow you fixed it. Yeah. Somehow we made it through. This is my shit. My shit is stinky. This is my shit. Stinky. No, it was good. I was just laughing so good, the headphones. No, just exploded. like uh, any like memorable touring moments where like, I mean, whether it was younger or back in Dazers or, you well, know, coming in your hand. Yeah, <laughs> not on tour, baby. Um, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, let, let's just go through a few. Like we'll we'll start north. I remember one time we played Lowell, Massachusetts, and we had a great show. We played with um, 
Oh, what was the name of that band? We played at Pud with them, Walking Distance. This is uh, WD? Yeah, this, D- is, this WD is Walking Distance. WD40? Well, we played in Lowell, Massachusetts, which was great. And it's funny because... I, I think uh, when when everyone from Walking Distance turns 40, you should do a oh, WD-40. We should. Actually, that might be worth it. Yeah. I think Cam... Walking Distance 40. Yeah. Cam or Sean might turn 40 before me and Zach. Zach's the youngest, believe it or not. WD-40. WD-40. Yeah. So, so we play <laughs> Lowell, Massachusetts, right? And... Uh, we loved it up there. We went over great. We played with all kinds of great bands. It, the basement was packed. Um, later on in life, I took the Walking Distance record down because I was really in a bad place. And they, the radio station there emailed me and was like, we play that on the radio all the time. Can we have that back? <laughs> Which was actually really pretty cool. Yeah. It was really nice of yeah. them. Um, and I've, I've become close with those people. But after the show... We were trying desperately to fall asleep. We were so tired and like Cam's in a chair. Me and Zach took the pull-out couch and like Jackie's on the floor. And this, um, I think it was Alex who we've gotten, I've gotten close with after. Just kept playing Dark Side of the Moon and jumping on all of us. Oh, which song? The whole record on the whole forth, record, the whole record back and forth, and just kept playing it and dancing well, we on should, us and singing. Speak, speaking of playing a whole record, we should uh, we should play after the podcast. Maybe play a play a final or two. On I would do that. Yeah. I would hang out. Yeah. Um, but it was just so funny. I remember it being so funny. And there's a great picture of Zach like wearing this crazy wig. Just so. How, how old were you? At that point, I must have been twenty-two. Yeah. Maybe 23, very young, if even that. Like, probably, I would say, like, 21 or 22. Yeah. And we were just, it was so funny. Like, I wanted to be angry about it because I was so tired. But at the same time, it was just like, why are we listening to the dark side of the moon at 4 in the morning? And why are you jumping on the bed at us? Like, I feel like the older I get, dark side of the moon, like, resonates with me more. It's it really is incredible. Like especially the song time and like uh Greg we, and Sky, I'm just like We we used to walking distance used to warm up to time. It was like our no warm up song. No way. Yeah. It's great. Um that's a great tour moment. I'm trying to think of other ones. I remember the time we played Providence, Rhode Island, and me and Cam got yelled at for doing speed because <laughs> the guy was like, don't what? do drugs in our house. And me and Cam were like, ah, I don't know what else to tell you. We were on <laughs> tour with Curtis Cooper's old band, um, Community Service. And uh, I remember drinking like th- three bottles of wine that night before we played. And we played at, I think, the Funky Jungle. Yeah, it was... We completely and everything smelled like mildew, and I slept on the floor, and it was just, just yeah, just what a just mess. a little bit of a home, a little bit North. Yeah, Curry. yeah, right. <laughs> I was just yeah. Providence felt like home. Um, there was also a time that we played in. <laughs> so on this tour, I think Andy Coral, Sean Cappy, Andy and, Coral, yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I love Andy. I love that. And I think Josh Mackey were was also on tour with us. And Andy was doing poetry in between songs, and as he should, yeah. Cappy was playing the tambourine, and Josh Mackey was playing my delay pedal in between songs with Andy. 
what a mess. But we played in a room probably as big as this. And at that time, we had our amps were insane and we did not turn down. Like, we were so fucking loud. Like, all of Brooklyn must have fucking hurt us. And it was awful. It was amazing. Um, that's another good tour moment. Most of my stuff is walking distance. We toured a lot. Swirling Blue toured a lot too. I mean, I could go on about talking about State College forever, but I won't. I've just played there so many times. There was like the time in Pittsburgh where we were showed up early for the show and the owner of the bar let us in and was letting us drink for free. Like that was sweet at Howler's. I like that place. North Carolina too. I could go on because I've been down there and played so many yeah. shows. We gotta get we gotta get Mark on this. I know, right? He would he would have some stories. You, Richmond's always you, you great think, for you tour. You think Mark would uh, have a good time like doing this? Oh yeah, Mark yeah. would love it. I yeah. think you should have him on here. He's yeah, also yeah. Mark's just the sweetest person I've yeah. ever met. Mark is nice. Yeah, he's just he can just yeah. hang out with them all day. Yeah, why wouldn't I, you? Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, let me know when Mark's around. We can just all do this. That yeah, because I told him I was like, we can hang out with George. We can go up to old ladies and just pass some guitars around. Like we should pass some guitars. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be awesome. Listen, record. Yeah. Um, I love you, Kevin. I just want to say I love you, Kevin. I love you too. Yeah. Uh, g- give me your beer. Let's cheers real quick. George is good people. He really is. Clink. Clink. <laughs> I need a hug. Yeah, come over here. I know that's right. That's been a good time. I like doing these things. I like just talking about it, you know? I don't really get to it that often. Just hang out. Relax. I don't get to relax that often. Yeah, we're just we're just just guys being cocks and cocks being guys. I'm straight up reliving my youth. <laughs> <laughs> With a beer in hand, you know? Beer in hand. There was a cigarette involved at some point. That was so cool. And I yeah. like that I like that Lee came up was like, Did you guys smoke a cigarette? And I'm like, yeah. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, what are your thoughts on a? not even a question, what are your thoughts on Zach Brown band? Because oh. they're playing tonight. Right now? Probably right now, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's fine. You know, it's it's one of those little things. Little bit of chicken fry. Yeah, it's like that. It's entertainment. Yeah, it's you good. know. And I've I've realized this lately in my life, and it's changed my perspective. I've never been an entertainer. Um, I, I always like to thought I was somewhat of an entertainer. I've, I'm more of a jackass. Yeah, I've decided recently <laughs> that I am just a self indulgent artist. I'm not an entertainer. That's an entertainer, and that's great. Like, people are going to be entertained. They're going to have a good time. I can't give them that, so that's impressive. Like, I can't give people a good time. I refuse. Don't give them. Don't, don't give them. Don't, don't give it to them. Make them pay for it. Yeah. Give me money, and I'll give you a good time. And stuff. Um. So, I know we kind of briefly talked about this a little bit, you know, a little bit. But I want to know... Um. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to see come out of the music scene nowadays? We kind of talked about it a little bit. We kind of did. And what I would like to see is a more grassroots, homegrown movement of just... None of that pen student, none of that temple. They can do it. I don't mind who does it, but just more... Just stop trying to be famous. Stop trying to make money. And just make art for the sake of making art. Yeah. It's If you make it well, the fame and money will come. But you have to really dig your teeth in and really get dirty and do your homework first. You can't just 
you can't just go out there and expect to change the world. And I know like Philly DIY in the past 10 years have just like it's the the pinnacle, you know, it's the apex, but just relax and get your craft well. Like there's a really good podcast I'm going to plug real quick with Strange Mono where they talk to the Is this another Philly? Yeah. I don't know about it. You don't. I'll send it to you. But they talk to the remaining members of Worshipper, right? And my cousin Michael spent two years just practicing the songs, writing the songs, and just getting his tones right. And then they played 10 shows as a band. And they are phenomenal. They're better. They're the best band I've ever seen live. But he spent two years just getting the band right. Yeah. Imagine that kind of dedication and discipline. These people out here, you just you write a song in your fucking bedroom and all of a sudden you're at your friend's house playing it. Take your time. Make sure you're actually presenting it the way it should be presented. Imagine taking two years just to hone your craft. That's yeah. phenomenal to me. That is an artist. That is dedication. That is making sure I'm doing what is correct. Yeah, that, I mean... It, that's fucked up. Yeah, especially in this time period, it's it's hard for people to have the intention span to, like, fucking... Yeah. ...do, do all Just that. Just rein yourself in. Make sure you're doing it right. Relax. It's You're not changing the world out here with your Philly DIY. You're not. You're really fucking not. No one, no one here is going to be the next Kanye. Unless you're... Kanye. And guess what? Maybe you are, but you know what Kanye did? He took his fucking time and he did it yeah, right. Kanye, yeah, he was making beats for artists for years before he even even did Kanye. Yeah, he fucking took his time. He relaxed. He made sure he honed his craft. He didn't just start going out there doing whatever, expecting to get fucking thirty dollars for a t-shirt. Just fucking take your time. Make sure you're doing it right. Relax. It's just art. I agree. Um, first job. First job? My first job? Yeah. Was at a Pizza Hut. My uncle got me at the job. How old were you? 16 or 17. I worked my ass off. You want to tell any good stories about it? I quit when they gave me a five cent raise when I turned 18 and I wanted to be a manager. They gave me a five cent raise. I was making 7.30. And I was like, I quit. And yeah, I quit that very day that I got that paycheck. <laughs> Give me a raise. So I'm gonna. This is the last question. Uh oh. Um. So Kevin, do you mind if I? Oh yeah. Here, take them. Last question. This is. Last ooh. Question. I'm feeling freaky. I bet it'll go on for an hour. <laughs> so Kevin, um, before I ask you the last question, oh, no. um, I want to know: Is there anything else you'd like to say to anyone, or like anything? You'd like to tell the lovely audience? Yeah. Okay. Do you mind if I plug some stuff real quick? Uh, yes. Or you could ask me the last question first. So the last question is kind of a, it, it involves being plugging things. Okay. In. So just ask me. Yeah. Yeah. So because I trust you to nail all. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. So the last the last question kind of involves plugging things in like shows and things like that. But um, is there anything else you'd like to kind of say? Any last words? If this was my last words on earth, I would say that 
Um, I'm feeling good about the future for the first time in a long time. Um, very productive. I'm doing a lot of artistic stuff, you know. Um, love my girlfriend, Jade. She's the best. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I just I, I feel good for the first time in a while. It's nice to have you on, Kevin. I feel really good because I know we've been putting this... I've been putting this off. This was supposed to be released a month ago. I know, but I, I'm glad that we were able to get it done. Well, not even that. Like, uh, even when I first started this podcast, I was like, uh, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, it'd be so nice to have Kevin on because Kevin, I know, just has so many stories and I, he's been through so I much. I do so. love talking, yeah. and this is not my first podcast, but I love doing it. I have, yeah. I do have so what much to talk about. What other podcasts have you been on? I've, I was on Paul's. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 which was fun. I forgot that they had. Yeah, podcast. I've I've done a couple like radio interviews and stuff like that throughout the years. No, I I love doing. I love to have Paul on this one, right? Paul's Good got a lot Paul. to talk about. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Paul's yeah. fun. Yeah, he's gonna get stoned. Maybe, maybe one day in the future we can have. That would Paul be sweet. Yeah, I I also need to get in touch with Paul. I haven't yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Just life's been crazy over the past couple of years. Yeah. But final question, what are you thinking? What do you got for me? This is uh, the classic. It's the classic um, uh, uh, ribbon and bow. Mm. That's right. What's the future for Kevin Brusha? What is your plans for the future? Maybe the end of the year, beginning of next year? Well, I can tell you a couple things that are going to go on by the end of the year. Because this is... Late August. And this we're is where you can this. you can you can start talking about your albums, shows coming out, yeah, everything. Like, you know, music wise, I have. How do I want to start this? Well, number one, I th- Jade's gonna move to Philadelphia, and we're gonna live in close to you, which is gonna be really nice. Kind of cool. I'm excited for that to move yeah. back to the city. I haven't lived here in probably like four or five years, you know, um, been avoiding it, but I'm happy to come back. Number two, Phil Spector's gun. My band is doing good. Um, by the end of the year, we will have recorded a full length record. Um, might not be mixed and mastered and out, but we'll have it recorded. We're going to do a whole week in December at the studio One Forty Five, up in central Pennsylvania, which is very exciting. I've been working on bedroom recordings that um, I'm going to put a record out on Strange Mono and it's all all the money is going to benefit Prevention Point. Um, I have another record I'm working on and then I'm going to do a split with Nixie Nix, which is going to be exciting because I'm going to do Full all covers. Or? It might be just be solo. Yeah. I don't know yet. What you, is that going to be called a Kevin Brusher or something? I don't even know yet. Yeah. Um, but that's exciting. And then I've been doing a lot of stop motion, which is exciting. And I've been working a lot of music videos for friends. And by the end of the year, I'm hoping to have a couple of them out. So yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm doing a lot of art. I'm working on a lot of stuff and I'm really excited about a lot of it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been in this position in a while where I'm like pumped. Yeah. I mean, that sounds pretty good. I mean, uh, are there any shows that... People could come see you play with yeah. Ghostbusters Gun. If this is out by this the would, time, this would be out maybe Sunday. Okay. Well, at September twenty third, we're playing the Kyber, 
uh, for the Nixie Nicks record Old release City. show. Old yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. Like second in Chestnut or something. Yeah. That'll be exciting. I'm really excited to play Kyber. So come see that, guys. Yeah. You, you heard of this podcast. Come yeah. Come see that. October 1st with you. Is that for true? I'm going to say 65%. So it's pretty good. <laughs> okay. That ain't bad. All right. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah. we, I just got to double check with my... With yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know Sean's... Sean's going to be Sean's going to be playing for me anyway. Well, I just got to double check with Zach. It'll be fine. And then on October 15th, we're playing at the Century Bar. And nice. my cousin's band, Worshipper, the remaining members have remastered the record strange mono is putting it out on tape and all they've already raised like 500 dollars for prevention point. nixie nix is playing that too right i think so yeah and i think bad That's history month cool. oh yeah I it's gonna that. be incredible I saw, I saw that today did you just announce that today? yeah yeah, yeah it's I very recent that, yeah. but yeah. all the all the money at the door is going to prevention point from now on pretty much any merch i sell i it's funny because i it is pay what you want but even then i just donate most of it so like I'm what, pretty what much should going everything to prevention point because I'm not trying to make money off art. It's art. It should be it is a cultural phenomenon that we create that should be going back into the culture. I'm trying to destroy the heroin epidemic, the opioid epidemic. Like my art is going to be going towards prevention point from now on. Yeah. If I make a couple bucks for gas, that's cool. But for the most part, I'm not trying to make money off of it. I don't actually make enough to make a difference. So what I can do is just start sending it places it belongs. Yeah. And I'm going to start pushing towards prevention point, you know, and stuff like that. Like, let's let's take our art and instead of making money, let's just put it towards actual cultural things. Make a change. Let's make a change. Like, the, why... I know that musicians are like very inherently selfish. That's what we do. But let's actually start putting our money where our mouth is. Like sharing shit on Facebook don't mean fucking shit. Get out of my face with that. Nah. If you make money at a gig, start putting it towards prevention points. Start putting it towards better women's shelters. Start putting it towards feeding children or get the fuck out of my face. I just don't care. It's 2022. You need to start helping each other. You do. You just do. Everyone needs help. And that's what I'm doing. And my art from now on, that's what I'm going to be trying to strive towards is like helping other people and uh, just doing what I can. It's not much, but yeah. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. You know, I'm not going to post it on fucking Instagram. I'm going to give people money. <laughs> All right. Well, this is why Kevin Brush is the absolute best. Um, it was a pleasure to have them on the podcast uh, and uh, like we said earlier um, we've been trying to make this a thing and today we finally got that for you and uh, we hope that uh, I, w- I would assume that they hope too that this is a pleasurable, pod- pleasurable podcast I was just going to say this is an absolute pleasure <laughs> it's fun this was a fun yeah. podcast I mean there were cigarettes uh, there was <sighs> talks it. about cum and jizz and it's beer. piss and calm. Can't go wrong with beer. Beer, yeah. Um, oh, 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 oh. Quick, favorite beer. What's your favorite alcohol drink? My favorite alcoholic drink would be scotch and soda or a gin and tonic. Right. I am. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't close this episode out without knowing yeah. what you know. That's if if it was my choice right now, I would get a, a shot of bourbon, a 
scotch on the rocks and a gin and tonic as my drinks. So we're going to close out to you guys. Whether you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, the before noon, or the noon, or the evening. Thank you for listening. Kevin, would you like to say goodbye to the lovely audience? Bless. Goodbye.